Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Peace, everybody. This is Tim Montgomery, Combine. We have an uh uh, uh, filming a podcast today on a beautiful Sunday, uh, 60 degrees outside. Who's here? Uh, Felton from the Brooklyn Combine. Peace. Okay. Big Felt. I love him. One of my favorite brothers. He has bad music taste. Don't like doing him. Who else? Well, Got jazz. Never letting you down. Never letting, let, I'm never letting you down. I'm never letting that down. That's cool. Oh, we got jazz. For those who listen to us, Jazz is a young, ratchet genius, talented. Um, he's about to be an expat, he's going out of the country. And it, it's not for um, criminal purposes. He's not being deported. He's not um, running from anything. He's just moving out. Where you, where you going, Jazz? I'm, I'm going to Vietnam. Vietnam! Vietnam! <laughs> when you leaving, Jazz? April 18th, and then I'm gonna just bounce around from there. And then, Meaning like the world, right? Yeah, the entire world. I'm the, going on a world tour. We really gonna miss you, Jazz. I'm gonna miss y'all too. You know what I'm saying? Um, you going, you know, don't, for everybody though, it's not really all that exotic. We asked them, like we told them, you know, maybe get in huts and, you know, get in an uncomfortable zone. And he's like, nah, I gotta go where the Wi-Fi is, is good, it can't. I can't afford a week with no Wi-Fi. What'd you say, Jazz? Yeah, I need Wi-Fi. I can't. I gotta be with. I need infrastructure. So I'll be in a luxury tower, like yeah, yeah. Manhattan, but in, in fucking Vietnam, Manhattan and Vietnam. I'm coming out there though, Jazz. They got good food, and and um, I'm coming out there. Who else is here? Phil. Oh, my intern, Phil. How you doing, Phil? I am fine. Good. Good. Yes, what's up, man? I'm glad to see you, man. Um, what are we talking about today, guys? We didn't have we had guests the last couple of times. We not we don't have any guests. Um we have kind of, coming up though. Yeah, we do. We have some guests coming up. Uh, we'll wait for that. Um some of us are busy. Uncle Keith is uh starting his MS13 federal trial in Long Island tomorrow. I'll start a homicide tomorrow as well. I'll talk about the, the state of trials post-pandemic in this in this time and age that we're in near the end. But um I think we would be all right, I'm gonna just jump into it. You know, I'm sure some some somebody may have issues, but it's what month is this, guys? March. March. <laughs> third, the third month of the year. Yo, this is isn't this. International Women's Month? It is. It is. It is, right? So salute all the women. Salute all the beautiful women in the world, particularly first and foremost, though, the black woman. 
Absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm saying that, you know, and then, you know, of course, our Hispanic sisters and Asian sisters, you know, um, now, so there will be a class of people who will listen to this and say, how did they have uh, all these guys talking about International Women's Month? We're not talking about it. We just give paying homage. Uh, first and foremost, we think women's, you know, these, these paternalistic chosen holidays or celebration of certain things, I think are, are kind of um, not progressive. You know, somebody chose a month, so we're gonna get past that. But I, I read an article by a brilliant young sister um, who, she was interviewed um, in Forbes. Raven Rodriguez. She's um, really bright, really, really smart, really, really courageous, great writer. And she was interviewed. And the title of the article in Forbes is called I Don't Need White Women's Allyship, a conversation with Raven Rodriguez about women's history and liberation. Um, I think, you know, I read that article and I thought it was really, really um, on point because she talked about how the, the feminist movement is, is really just a reflection of white paternal, you know, white supremacy. It's, it's, it's the white, it's the female side of white supremacy battling with male white supremacy for control of society and how that should never be the standard. And, it, and you know, she said some really bold things that I thought was, was, was really on point. For instance, she said, she said, I'm, I'm, they asked her about uh, Women's Month or whatever, uh, women's history. She said, we, can, we can't celebrate women's history while ignoring the ways both feminist thought and women's movements are historically exclusionary. What are we celebrating? Question mark. I think the celebration of women begins at the redefining of the word woman. I think it begins when we stop promoting divine femininity and abandon our fixation on colonial standards. It's truly agonizing the way cis women's movements encourage us to weaponize our femininity. My question to everyone desperately trying to gatekeep womanhood is always this, how divine is your femininity if it's so easily threatened? I didn't say that. A woman said that. Um, what do y'all think of that? Yo. <laughs> yo, 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 I'm afraid. This Come on, man. No, no, no. Yo. Yo. I'm not going to say I'll say this. I've had conversations where I question like, you know, you know, I, I look at it as, as a black as a black person conducting myself in this space. I've had multiple conversations with women about like, you know, the complexity of feminism and mm -hmm. how it, it's like this slippery, slippery slope of like, you know, how it's weaponized amongst us in our community that we're, we're fighting to rebuild mm -hmm. rebrick all over again and then and sometimes it's it's turned on women themselves mm -hmm. like for instance the other day like i, I brought into a, a group chat of mine the um the conversation between um what's that lady that was on stage for that that western movie and she took that that pop shot at the, the williams sisters oh um white woman right yeah so yeah, me i'm saying like yo as a black person in general i'm like yo that's 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 common that's script 
Mm-hmm. Black, pe- um, black people always are under the gaze of these like throw each stones, hide your hand moments by white people. Mm-hmm. And then white people try to just act like it's nothing. But I was surprised in the conversations that I had that there were women Black women that were like kind of defending her, and I was like, "Yo, th- y'all don't. This is this is what they this is what they do. Like I it was literally on stage, I, and I, it's scary because now as a black man, like sometimes it's like you know, it's I can't I I don't know what to say in those situations because I'm like, am I am I wrong? Am I right? Is is the road that I got to look at? And sometimes I just well, you know, honestly, I just kind of fall back. I think that's an example of. I mean, you know, listen. N- Everyone has to be held accountable and, and, and everything is should be intelligently critiqued, right? Constructive criticism. I think that goes into what Raven was talking about of even we have to second guess these feelings and where we're coming from because it's, it's, it's real easy to adopt your oppressor's ways. And I think that's something that as, as Black people in this weird experiment that we've been a part of have suffered. Um, Our women have suffered it, our our men have suffered it, our elders, our youth, our children, we've suffered, we've all suffered from it. So I I think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, critiquing that, you know, listen, you know, you, when you look at the feminist movement, even Early on, when you had beautiful sisters and courageous sisters like Ida B. Wells in the abolition movement, you know, and you then you go to the progressive era. White women have always been in the forefront of white supremacy. Um, whether it's us getting hung on trees and they're wiping their 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 men's sweat as they hauled our bodies up on those trees or, or gave them lemonade, or perhaps when they falsely accuse black men of, of doing some sexual act or something disrespectful that caused them to be lynched, whether uh, they in their fight for white women's suffrage threw black women under the bus. Um, they've always been there. Glory, and you can, and this all the way up to even Gloria Steinem. A long time ago, I represented um, a, a, a black woman by the name of Regina Abankwa she was made a poster child for Gloria Steinem and the Now Movement and Hillary Clinton. Uh, she had uh, left her, her home at Birawa in Ghana and she was prosecuted for passport fraud in this country federally on the last day that the statute of limitations was to run by John Ashcroft. But I watched up close as one of the trial attorneys in, this, in that case, um, how these white feminist movements, they identify a cause and then they put that cause in a yoke and, and, and the humanity of black women don't matter at that point. It's, it has to fit into their cause. So I, I, you know, I, 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 I get it. Look, look there's another, there's some, here's another one she said. she said. She said, I think the most recently polarizing example of the way black women are erased from women's movements is the Me Too movement. A movement created by Tarana Burke, uh, a black woman and activist, to address the rampant sexual assault experienced by black women and girls. When we look at the way Tarana built the movement and ultimately saw it hijacked by wealthy white women, we see something present in every wave of feminism. The erasure of black women and girls, and I think it's important for us to rem- remember that none of, none of this is new. White women inherited enslaved people 
and use their inheritances to build autonomous financial futures. White women were willing to sacrifice Black women's right to vote. White women fought for reproductive rights while neglecting the sterilization of Black women, hint Fannie Lou Hamer. And today, white women are the notorious girl bosses who dominate historically male spaces while wielding the same brutal and sadistic control. The way mainstream women's movements continue to unfold is cyclic. Is cyclic. I think she's 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 right on that, and in, in a lot of regards. Um, now, listen, I see it ain't really a hot bench. I see my see my brothers really feel like y'all treading lightly. Jazz is smiling. Everybody's smiling off camera. Nobody really saying nothing, man. I know Uncle Keith would be saying something right now, right, Uncle Keith? Absolutely. I, I feel like y'all ain't taking no risks. I Yo, mean. they taking You see this shit? I'm Yo, still, on the, man. still on the plantation. Oh, oh, name the name is Dr. Africa. Yo, drop something in there, man. He got six women in his house. I, I, I think I think I'm with dogs. I think that feminism, the concept of feminism um, in practice is a myth. That's true. If we talk about black feminism, if we talk about indigenous feminism, if we talk about um, historically marginalized and minoritized communities, then I think you start to get to the heart of the issue. But when you just say feminism as a practical matter, feminism has, 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 has not meant um, equity and equality. No, you might as well say rule of law for me. It's like a mechanism of power for white people, white women, white women, white women. And, um, you know, the crazy it's, part was back to the thing that I brought up about that, uh, that, that lady on stage, um, what's her name? Jim Campion or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, something white like that. Anyway, there was photos like after the fact dropped in the chat with the lady hugging Serena or Venus, one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw that awkward hugs. And I'm just like, yo, when are we going to like, like when we go stop, that though like like you know what i'm saying like i feel like because in the moment like i've heard conversation and speeches about like you know there's a call for us as men and women to like you know level the playing field because like serena in her own right has argued you know in the space of being respected as the greatest tennis player of all time which mm -hmm. is a fair argument against patriarchy right mm -hmm. but in the moment of this white woman weaponizing herself against her she let her off the hook and i feel like someone who has agency like her Serena Williams is who she is. I feel like in that moment could have been like, you know, could have been, yeah, could have been, could have been a real moment for her to do that. Could have been, could have been like, we always could have had these real moments with these real celebrities who get real attention all the time, but none of them quite get there. <laughs> like none of them really male or women get there. Yeah, Men or women, you know, men or women. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just read something uh, Raven said last. Cause I think, um, you know, I feel like my bros is, you know, Jazz is single. Phil is not single. Phil, oh. you know, Phil is married. You know I mean, we, one, more, yo, one more thing. Yo. I love this. This one is a good, you know, this is a nice episode. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back and prep for this travel. One more thing. If you think about an example of how the feminist movement has completely failed society, look at the women's suffrage movement. Yep. The women's suffrage movement used black women and abolition as a talking point, and then 
um, turn their backs on them yep. once they got the right to vote. But yeah, I'm, that's, yeah. you know, that's the Listen, same song. Jane Adams, same. all these people were like, but bro, that's, not I, I, I take it away from women. That's the black experience every time. Like we we show up in numbers for all these different things, whether we're voting someone in, a cause right. that we're speaking about, yada, yada, yada. And then we got our backs turned on each other. Yeah, but, also, but I hate the infighting of after the fact, right? Like we we as black people in general, I, I'm not even talking about women, but just in general, we do these things and then it's the finger pointing after like, yo, this is the reason why I ain't want to go to the mountaintop with you. You know what was going to happen when you got but, there. But you know what it is? We, we, we as a community, and I think black women on their own time, black men on their own time, we, we from a majority standpoint are very hesitant to get off of the milk and honey of white supremacy. That's a fact. Because to do that means that you have to build something else and destroy something else that you've invested in. And not a lot of us are, are, are with that. So I'm listen, I, I'm gonna get get off of this because I see y'all rather talk about something else. So I'm gonna just read to what Raven said last, you know. Y'all deal with what y'all y'all women at home after they hear this episode or whatever. Uh, so that's what this so that's what this so, episode is about. Don't so listen. <laughs> so listen. She said, I consider myself a black feminist. I'm a black woman who understands two very important things. The first is the historical reality of the struggle for survival and liberation that black women experience, an experience that birthed the movements led by generations of black women before me. I know that I'm a student of theirs before I am a leader or teacher of any kind. I'm reminded by their words, their sacrifices, their years spent incarcerated and their deaths that the only people who care enough about us to fight for our liberation is us. The second is that my capacity for self-love is directly shaped by the work that I am doing, that my work can never fall within the feminism white women have created because both my power and my oppression come from the same source, my blackness. Do I think feminism will liberate us all? I think we need to be very specific when we speak about feminism. White feminism is not my home. White feminism is not my practice. There's no real movement to liberate all women because all women do not face the same oppression. And I think this is exactly what white feminism would have us believe that our struggles are aligned, that as women, we are allies. But I challenge this daily. I don't need a white woman's allyship. I need white women to divest from the system they feel oppressed by because those systems also grant them superiority. I need white women to understand that the women's walks, the protests and all the movements they've co-opted or become the faces of are actually white supremacist spaces. Yo, this is a powerful sister. I'm rocking, I'm rocking with her in that because I, I really feel what she's saying from a black woman standpoint. Um, I, can, I can understand it looking from the outside in because I can never, there's some similar experiences that I have to black women, but clearly there's some, there's some huge differences, but I can also apply her, her, her rationale of thinking to black men and black people in general and globally. Um, it's the divestment from white supremacy that we are unwilling to walk that journey on. And it's almost, that's what puts us in this groundhog cyclical way of thinking 
where we never get past certain things in capitalism. Because you cannot, like, unless you're trying to destruct capitalism, you're not really trying to make no moves in this society of liberation of being free, to be quite honest. And that's where I think everybody gets stuck because, yo, got to get that back or whatever the hell that means. Everybody got that in their, their damn... Hey, man. Uh, hey, hey. Yo, <laughs> listen. Hey, hey. Eat a bag. What would you say? Bring the bag home? That's a new... Yeah, I heard that. said leave the bag alone. Don't leave the bag alone. Oh, now listen. Don't the bag. Hey, man, we all got to eat, Look, look, but they're back. But we can eat, but there's other ways to figure out how to eat. And and that's the problem that we run into. We only believe in, you know, capitalism is whiteness. And we only believe in whiteness. And that's the problem. Hey, man, I ain't never going to let that Sherlin go. That's oh, capitalism, man. my brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but think, listening to you, I never, I never thought about white feminism. Like I don't think mm-hmm. about that shit. Mm-hmm. But in regards to like the black women in my life, like y'all wives, which mm-hmm. are my sisters or my own sisters or even mm-hmm. my peers, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom. It's like I try to listen to them when they're talking about down with the patriarchy, even though we joke and shit. It's just like. Mm-hmm recognizing my own privilege and being like you know i gotta give them grace i gotta give them fucking i gotta be i gotta be aware of like when i'm yeah, stepping we gotta out. listen yeah you gotta listen. and you gotta be willing to check yes. your meal periods because it's like Absolutely. nah you're, you're bugging it's it's all it's almost equivalent to when you you know white people are in those spaces amongst their family where people will nigger it up and they don't check them. them. And they don't check them. We, we have to be in those same spaces. We've been in all those same spaces. We in those spaces every day, all the time. It may be jokes. It may Some cats don't really be joking. They, yeah, don't really some, some cats really be on it like that. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta, I think, for me as a father with two sons and a daughter, I had a conscious decision when, I, when my daughter Jade was born to acknowledge her differences, but try to apply my parenting and love in an equal way to her and her one brother at the time, but then when she had two brothers. And I and that's something that I check myself with constantly. And at first it bothered me because I'm not someone into checking my words because I think I'm not just talking either. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes I, I was finding myself having to measure what I would say because I didn't want to offend, but even less than offend, I didn't want my daughter to feel ostracized out of her humanity in any way. And that's something that, you know, I constantly check myself on, you know, now look, when you got a woman in a relationship, you know, the checking is all over the place because now, you know, it's two humans who have a different roadmap um, there's, there's love, there's friendship, there's, there's frustration, there's all these things, and you still gotta, you still gotta check it. But, um, yeah, we say this all to say, man, look, I don't have any answers, uh, of, um, I don't assume anything with black women, be honest with you. I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm gonna die figuring it out, whether it's my wife or, um, uh, my, my daughter, my nieces, uh, colleagues, peers, strangers, exes, moms, you know, um, yo, power to the black woman, man. Seriously. Uh, yo, I, I think really on, on a, on a real note, we should get 
the women of the combine the women? to to kind of talk to do an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do an episode. That would that would be dope. With us by themselves. So maybe maybe we, maybe we start with us, but then we let them rock out. We take a break. Uh, you know, salute the women, man. Always and forever, man. We always raised. We always raised by the beautiful black woman. We're going to put on some powerful woman music. This is a story about control. My control. Control of what I say. Control of what I do. And this time I'm going to do it my way. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Are we ready? I am. Cause it's all about control and I've got lots of it.
So we back. Um, you know, I mean, listen, man, I guess I don't really got a lot to say about Ukraine, guys. I do and I don't, to be honest with you. Um, I'll say this. <clears throat> in my lifetime, and I'm talking about in my, my entire lifetime, when I think about wars and the participants that are involved, like contemporaneously in, in our day and age, you know, I, I seen Reagan send troops to Panama. Um, Grenada, is it, did I see, didn't something happen with Grenada in our lifetime, perhaps? Um, all through Africa, Middle East. Um, the only European kind of conflict where it was ending in violence that I remember was the IRA and Jerry, um, the IRA leader, um, um, Jerry, I can't remember his name, but obviously Ireland in their, in their, in their struggle. And then the Serbian, Croatia, Serbia, you know, conflict in Europe. I say that to say most of European aggression has, in, in my, in modern times, has been towards non-white people. So it's interesting to see this conflict between Russia and Ukraine, Slavic nations, because you're seeing the supremacy even show itself and racism in that. When you hear uh, reporters from across the pond and in New York uh, or in America mainland, talk about basically insinuating, hey, man, you know, we're used to, you know, bombs and all this other stuff in Syria and Middle East or an African nation, third world places, but Europeans, that's their kind of attitude. And that's so, that's, that's just wild to me because we like how study, we catching How we catching straight bullets and what we ain't got nothing to do with it. Right? <laughs> you know, you know, but it yeah, but it's, it's funny to me because it's like, when you study uh, world history, Europeans are the, the Johnny come latelys to human civilization. Like they, they, they've gotten, they've come to the, to the human civilized place last. And because of their weaponizing of weapons and material goods in that iron ore. Savage. They, yeah, they've really, like think about it, the concept. We live in a world that was literally created because Europeans decided to move millions of people from one. That's why this whole, when they say, oh, 10 million people have let, fled Ukraine and, you know, that, you know, they, they've taken millions of people from the continent and placed them around the world for privilege purposes and money purposes. And they've drawn lines, demarcations because of power. And that's the world that we exist in that led up to these ideologies of, and these systems that they created that's based in whiteness. And now we're watching them do it in real time amongst themselves, but they do it all the time in Middle East, Africa, uh, Yemen, Syria, and the world kind of just, ah, give me, you know, can I get my latte? Yo, Starbucks, oh, yo. Um, you know, Bitcoin, like nobody cares about that. Very small percentage of people care. Now this happens and 
everybody's like, oh, the inhumanity of it all. And it's funny to me because America, which is the king of preemptory strikes, they will strike you if they think you're gonna do something. You see what they're not doing, they letting Putin move around. They're yeah. not really given the true history of Zelensky. You know what's a pivotal moment? Trump's pardon was very pivotal in this. He was willing to withhold aid to them if he, you know, unless homeboy helped him, you know, find something that didn't exist concerning the Bidens. But I, I say this all to say, Europeans are very interesting. And, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I have a dog in. I don't have no dog in this. You know, I don't. I don't think I'm with you. Felt we don't have a dog in this fight. Other than we dealing with some sadistic people and ideologies that, at any given moment, um, they can drop a nuclear bomb. I mean, but yo, here's the thing, right? And it's it's really like I I I've I've, I've read too many things. Like where we at in this world, I think any day anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I literally remembered like going back to 9-11, walking to work and seeing a plane crash to a building in the middle of Manhattan. So with that being said, and then all the other things I grew up with locally growing up seeing murders, like it's like, all right, this whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But when it comes to the script of like paying attention and caring and talking about it, man, I'm I'm not. I, I, I'm not concerned in the sense that I'm not sad that babies are suffering. Mm -hmm. It's more this fact that like, yo, when it comes to the, the problems that's still going on on the continent, the problems that's still going on in the inner city when it comes to black people right here, Biden signing off how many billions of dollars is sent to the Ukraine. Mind you, they're about to start kicking people out of all their houses with all these evictions to come on the United States with taxpayers. Like, why am I supposed to give a fuck, excuse me, about this like like wh like where am i supposed to care about this in the sense of being a black person in my black experience i haven't most people that i've grown up with or worked with in tons of industries have never cared about the plight of black people why am i talking about these foreign these these foreign issues when the foreign issues that i'm concerned about don't make the news because when i talk when i, talk, when I see pictures of, of children dying of starvation the, the stuff i read about the congo every other day the mm -hmm. congo the cobalt poisoning, children that are mining that stuff. That's, you could like Google it and it's instant. And the, and the thing with social media, the thing is it's actually out there now where people know it and no one cares. Ain't nobody getting no computer chips from Ukraine. No, of course But not. nobody care about the, the babies that are doing that, the child rebel soldiers that are running through vill villages. Like none of that makes the news. So why do I care? It's funny, I was at, um, I was at Kevin Garnett's uh, retirement in Boston. At the, at the TD Garden. And I remember I was like, at one point it just struck me that he had on the, the pin for the Ukraine on his on his suit. Because yeah, those dudes ain't th I mean, And I was just like, it, 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 it was just like, man. But you like, know, I, I really was like in the mode of like watching somebody retire and being like, just happy for whatever he gained in his, his trajectory of his career because he was having a celebratory moment. Yeah, but you know what? Like, oh, no, 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 let me finish. Just like him having his moment. But then when I seen the pin on his suit, I was just like, man, man, fuck, fuck this shit. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yo, bro, you like, I like, yo, bro, he doesn't even, he probably couldn't even point to you whether Ukraine is on a map. Of course not. Most, most Americans could. 
This uh, just like they couldn't post it with post where Eritrea or, or yeah. Ethiopia is I, I either. But I think it'll most Americans are so cognitively dissonant. Their their understanding of history or what's going on in the world is is solely attached to their nationalism or their patriotism. Um, you know, this is all about the, this is something that's been in the making with the war industry. Uh, this is something that's been in the making probably in the in the eighties, the late eighties, with the Soviet Union getting uh, as an empire breaking up, and NATO, and you know, basically, you know, it, it's something that's historically been in place. The Cold War has produced this kind of a thing, um, and now, you know, people thought that this would be peace or we would have peace, you know, you have Russia as a power, NATO. Well, anytime you're gonna expand NATO, uh, you're talking about billions of dollars being spent through corporations that usually have profited from the Cold War. Um, and Amer uh, Russia couldn't certainly acquiesce to everything that the, that the West, as, as, as uh, Putin says and, and talks about in his you know, propaganda speeches. So it's like, we're really just watching with the EU, with NATO, with the war industry. Um, you know, this is, this is something that's been in the making and it, it, it bubbled up and how it gets settled, um, no one actually really knows. Um, and, you know, we're gonna see, I guess time will tell um, what, what happens, you know? Yeah, I saw online, right? They're talking about uh, Russia got this bomb called Satan 2, right? <laughs> this bomb, they say, could travel from the distance of uh, Russia to Antarctica, right? And it has enough uh, firepower that it could level a, 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 a state the size of Texas. And it could that's about 40 million people in one SWAT, one bomb. And it's just like, when I think about stuff like that, I'm just like, all right, man, these dudes go do what they do, man. But I'm just, I'm gonna just change the channel. But, but think, think about this, in 2014, the United States backed the coup against the then president of Ukraine, um, who was trying to build an economic alliance with Russia rather than the EU. Um, and of course, once integrated into the EU and the rest of Eastern Europe, the next steps was to integrate NATO, Russia got spooked by that coup, by coup, by that coup. And then this is where we're at. Um, it was clicking up, it was clicking up. I get that we don't have a dog. And when I say we, I'm not talking about everybody either. I'm talking about a distinct group of people who are trying to be free and seek liberation. And yeah, we don't have a dog in the fight between uh, American capitalism and, and, and racism and Russian oligarchical con communism and, and, and racism, uh, Ukraine's clear right-wing racism in that country. I, I saw something about the Peace Corps where they warned anyone joining that in uh, Ukraine, you're gonna have to be subjected to, to racism. Um, I saw that. So yeah, we don't have a dog in that fight in any of these fights. However, the fact of the matter is we're intricately connected to the whim of, of these so-called superpowers. 
Um, whether we like it or not, they both have nuclear weapons. Um, they also, you know, this is, there's scholarly articles and data and information out there showing that, uh, you know, th this may, may cause some sort of global famine in parts of the world, particularly in Africa and countries like Ethiopia. So, it, you know, unfortunately, we have to live amongst a predatory group of people. Um, that's, that's what uh, Black people have had to do um, in our existence in this place. So yet and still no dog in a fight, but we got to figure out how to still fight and, and maintain our freedom and liberation and having meaningful lives. Jazzy, on your expat trips, are you going to uh, make your way to Moscow? Nah, I'm good. I don't want to see any. I've seen enough. Um, see more people of color. No more Eurovision. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, can't I don't know, man. I feel like it's weird to, to like study on this Ukraine thing, especially when I see those little, those uh, like people not even knowing they're being racist when they say things like the news reporter saying this this, this this is par for the course for some other. Like, it's like, it's weird. It's like, yo, man, I already know, like, a lot of, I, I look at the masses and, like, most people don't even know they're racist and they are racist. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's annoying to even pay attention to this because at the end of the day, it's like, yo, what are we talking about? Like, what are we really talking about? Like, it's, I think it's time for black people. Huh? As long as my portfolio goes back, goes back up, I don't give a fuck. I, I feel you. I feel like, I feel like we as people just need to really start I don't know, man. It's weird to talk about people getting on code because we got so many things we have to deal with in our own infighting. But I feel like things like this are just like, it's silly, man. It's silly to even pay attention to it because it's like, first of all, none of us going over there with no weapons. And if we raise the money, we definitely don't need to be raising money for that. Biden already sent the bread without yeah. asking us. So at the end of the day, what are we doing? I just read a report them go do that. all the support for Ukraine um, the pledges for Yemen are falling. Like they're not getting the support that people have pledged to them. You already mm -hmm. got, I forgot how many people starved last year. I think it was over a million and they're on the track for the same thing. So it's like, there's bad, bad wars going on. And this Melanated a, people don't get love, man. It's just, it's, it's to the point that I just have like a pretty like, I'm not a jaded person. I'm a pretty happy person. But, I, but when it comes to things like that, I'm not surprised. Like it doesn't even bother me anymore. Like in the sense of like that kind of racism, like yeah, of course. I mean, what do y'all expect? Like you expect you expect people to be better. Like, aren't you black? You know, grew up in a black experience and just experienced racism. Like racism doesn't surprise me. It is it's a part of it, so it just doesn't. I don't know. When I see it, I just change the channel. Like I'll change the channel on the Ukraine situation because at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck about my situation, and I understand that. Like, I actually do understand that. Like, I'm not even like mad when people just don't know what the fuck is going on with the black experience and they're not black. It don't like that's not even like a thing for me because it's like I'm not here to make you better. You're supposed to be making yourself better. So. You know, what I mean, yep. I never forget when I used to work in advertising, there was this whole thing and sidetracking, but it makes it, it kind of ties. Um, it's when Hillary Clinton lost to Trump. And the next day we all had to go to work and it was like a big cloud over everyone's head that Hillary Clinton lost. Like the whole city was sad, whatever. I got to go to work. I'm behind on an assignment. I went in early. I'm working on the assignment. And this dude that comes over to me, white dude, 
he comes over to ask me like a question and I answered him, but I had my headphones on and behind me is the area where everyone's watching the TV for her concession. And he's like, yo, aren't you coming in there? And I was like, no, 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 I got this deadline at one o'clock. And he just gave me like this perplexed look, like, like, but why? And I, then I realized he, oh, he don't get it. So I had time. And also I, like, I know historically, like his family's like from South Africa and he's white. So I'm just like, okay. So I take my headphones off. I'm like, look, man, at the end of the day, I've been working here for quite some time now. And like all the news things of black people being murdered, I never seen nobody go in that room to like watch the TV for any court cases or, you know, pay attention to that. So she's rich. She's going to be all right. And I got this deadline and I just threw my headphones back on. I went back to work. He was kind of like stuck there because in a way I kind of like was pretty smug. But at the end of the day, well, what are we talking about in this moment? A woman that's probably worth over $100 million lost the election that she kind of bullied her way into because she kind of like cornered the Democratic Party. Like, let's talk about it from a real educated perspective of what she did to get to that. They didn't really want her to be the person. And some of it probably was, you know, sexist, true. But also like, yo, like, that's some infighting that got nothing to do with me either. I'm black. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I'm not worried about Hillary Clinton. Like, and I say that to replicate this to the Ukraine, like, yo, this is white people business. Like, they know that because what the way they talk to us about, the way they talking on the news about it, when they sending the strays to black and brown people is like, this is white people business. I mean, you see, oh, this shouldn't happen to white people. This shouldn't happen to white people. This is not white. This is not what happens to white people. So they, they still send strays. With the, uh, with the African immigrants in, in um, Ukraine, they got super shut down and that, that they're was not like, even on the news it's social yeah. media that's that's saving their story so like it's not for us to pay attention to and i and i would hope like i don't you know if i like i've been in places where people try to share me the ukraine stuff about it's so sad and i'm like all right what y'all seen power last night yeah, yeah like i'm not i don't know man I mean, I mean you call me whatever you want based on that but you know i'm not a i'm not an evil person you know i hope they figure it out I, I don't want to see any children, women, or innocent people die, but innocent people die every day in this world and nobody cares. So I don't know how this jumped, jumped uh, mm -hmm. importance levels. You know, we all, like I say all the time, we all talking from these computers and on these iPhones and most of the minerals and chips are made in Africa with little kids that are dying to make, to, to, to mine this stuff and nobody cares. So don't so don't ask me to fuck about Ukraine. Yeah, I mean you you know you know how it and you dropped the mic. You you know how it you know how it jumped to that to that though is because there's a bully in the room and they're like, yo, everybody look look what they're doing. This is do you see this? And it's like, yeah, that's that's what that's what y'all do. That's what you know. what I'm saying, go ahead, Jeff. That's that's the great point. That's the thing I don't I don't like. It's war. Like, mm -hmm. this is what humans do. Mm -hmm. I want some shit, I go take it. That's literally yeah. how this country was founded. Yeah. Any country was founded. Like, I don't get what, what point in which e even, even us being able to sit here and complain, a lib like, being able to take this position is because luxury, it's, yeah. it's a luxury because we have the big gun. That's, yeah. that's the only reason we get to chill. There isn't, like, that's why you get to fly around and be on instagram because america is around the world with the big hammer and everybody knows it that's that's just hey, the 
that's how humans work. If you want some shit, you take it. So I don't get where how we're in this place of like, oh my god, oh it's my like god. Putin, Putin wants it. He either he's gonna take it or Ukraine's gonna defend it. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. There's no like when when do we like decide like oh no more war? Well, it's it's because it's the audacity that that's what it is in my opinion. This it's like oh my god, like the audacity this guy has to to take something without our approval. <laughs> it's almost like that's the the uh, that's the part that's being left out. Like we we didn't co-sign that. How you how you coming in and taking stuff? You know. Yeah, see to shining sea, and and that's been my take on it. That you triggered that. It's like, yo, this is war. This is humans' war. That's what we do. Yeah, I ain't got no dog in that fight. I'll be honest. Uh you know, like I said, man, I hope they figure it out. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do hope they figure it out though, because you know, like I said, I don't like to see nobody die. But uh it seems like Ukraine is holding its own, so shout out to them. Now they better hope they don't let us see it. We also hold holding holding them down a little something. So uh there's there's that. Um but but um let's take a quick break, man. And we'll play some Ukrainian music and we'll come right back. Ting Long, long, little sister, not to make your bad song. He 
to talk about we we're we're out of um omicron are we most i I was gonna say what what's the next there's another variant are we like was you know i i hate to be the one what was it starts with a d yeah china's on lockdown oh they got a sneak one coming right they said they got the the delta on the low the new one like like i don't know man you know what i'll refrain from this segment i don't know what to i don't know man i feel like like what like what what do we i don't know man that's all i can say when it comes to this i don't know man we they told us take masks off go out in venues now it's weird it's weird i think it's really weird it's really weird that because war is the news now and because business has decided and because biden has decided like get back to the business district but this thing is really not going away but this is and people are like this there's like all these wars online there's one war well well, if you haven't done what you're supposed to do, if you die, oh, well, LOL. And on the other side, it's like, like, how is it just dipping? Like, I don't know, man. I'm just, yo, man, be present in your living experience in this world. We are not promised anything, but right now is all I will say, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. What, what should go to felt on, on the thread when it's time? Felt be like, yo. Yo, you gotta eat your Nobu. Go get your Nobu. Eat your Nobu. Cause I ain't got nothing for you in this world. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to believe. I got a bunch of KN95 masks. I still got leftover gloves and sanitizer under my under my sink. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope I, I, I pose that question to the young to the young guards in the combine who find themselves out in these streets often. How, how what do you think is the temperature outside right now? What people do you think? are outside. People are tired of being, people are tired of being inside. People are, I think everyone is starting to be in a place of um, frustration and also questioning things in like their own ways. Because this comedian last night, we were at a show last night and the comedian made a joke about people having the mask on them, but it's not on their face. And it's literally a truth. Like when you walk around, it's like, first of all, we've learned through the science that these masks they 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 don't really all the way protect you. You have a better chance, but it's not as great as a chance as you think because the way how small a virus is. So, you know, when you have that, like people being tired now and people are deciding like, yo, they're just gonna live their life. I see people talking online about they're just spending their money. What future are you talking about? The planet is burning. There might be a world war on the brink. And there's still a virus trying to kill us all. So you might as well just enjoy life. I mean, I'm kind of like on the present living wave too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, you, like I've, I've, I've been living the last two years. 
you know, I'm blessed. Article, and it basically was talking about how the virus was communicated. And because early on, they made it seem as if there was like an end date, that's the problem. It was communicated like there's going to be an end date and everything's going to go back. And it's like, that's, it is never going back. We're always going to- It is the new world. Yes, the new world. And so people can't grasp that. They're still stuck on like, yo, this is supposed to be over. And when you go places, people, like you just said, now that Omicron is over and it's like, this shit's never over. We're just, it's like a, it's like a, it's like tripping. It's like, you're going, we're going to go through waves. It's going to be really intense waves and there's going to be chill waves. And that's, that's just it. Just be inside when the crazy waves is coming. You know what I mean? Do you think cats mental state is kind of returned to like are, are cats cool or do you feel like you know when you out and about like shit is different shit is i think it helps to be outside and it helps to have community because in the solitude a lot of people can't really deal with how what's really going on inside like being outside and, and having community and being able to like break bread with people and enjoy that's the human condition humans need to do it they say when babies are born they have to be put on the parent you know they need to feel that touch they need to be around we need to talk we need to so i feel like in the solitude of people being like alone a lot like that you know really had people in a bad way these last couple of years you know what i'm saying i'm lucky that i have a community i have y'all as friends and family and i have a lot of friends but i know i, I know a lot of people that were like yo this has been really hard on me this has been like a really bad time and i'm just like really but i don't i don't know it because i don't I don't have that and I'm lucky I'm blessed and I have that but like yeah people want to get back out bro they want to have distractions of like the world is okay yeah. and not have to be like just by themselves mm-hmm. what about you Jazzo you you, you kind of move around you got like you got your community obviously but you're but do, do you find yourself like on some like you dolo and like yo you know what I'm I'm cool or you know I, I wish I was out more you know what I mean like yeah, I mean, I'm in the house most of the week, and then I go out. I think, I guess I'm cool. I have a good balance, um, but I think people are definitely suffering. Well, now it's easier, right? Because now you don't have to listen. So I think that's just people are like, I'm not going back to whatever, <laughs> whatever that isolation was like. And like I was like, it's over. Yeah. Me and Jazz is outside. It's over. over. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what people want. So, yeah. Everybody out here going raw dog with the air, man. Chill, 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 son. Chill. Man, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. What was it? I think last night I was I was driving up DeKalb and it was like you know I, I peeped. It was it's like a really warm night, and I was like, wow, it's like a lot. It was like a lot of people waiting for restaurant like the restaurant vibe over there was super it was thick like real like friday, friday at 1 p.m i couldn't get into evelina we had to go to fucking peaches wow yo it's over phil it's you over. gonna stay inside and miss the wave it's fine we ain't even judging you but you're gonna miss it i ain't gonna like, lie I'm, I'm one foot in one foot out I'm, I'm like i'm ready and i'm out but i'm also- ready for let me tell you something know, they basically know. They basically said that, yo, this thing is not going away. So if you don't go outside today or you go outside in a month, prolong it. Basically told you it's it's not go it's it's not over. Right. But you, you so what are you gonna do? Miss how many days of summer? 
like what's your plan like I'm, I'm just trying to understand like you know i don't know i feel you trust me i do yeah but like yeah, i yeah. said it feels like i feel like if they had like a real conversation with human beings like like this is not something that they could fix i think we'd all be dealing with like understanding that uh we have a different viewpoint on this absolutely but you know i don't know what to say yeah i'm, I'm shook so i'm shook I'm shook too, but I'm also like, yo, bro, like, you gotta live. No, you gotta live. Man, you could, man. Let me tell you something. Well, I, we've all lost a lot of people along the way, different yeah. ways, and we've all seen a lot of people die just randomly. Like, I, I feel like, yo, this future that we're planning for, as much as we should, like, you know, make a nest egg and have insurance, none of that stuff is promised. We made out of flesh and bone. We're not made out of uh, robotics. You know, we could go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know. What's up, Enjoy guys? Oh, oh. I'm back, guys. I just had to be back. What is your mental health like right now, dogs? Mine? Post-pandemic. Honestly? Post-pandemic. Um, Even though we're still in a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. We, we post-pandemic. tell you what's, what's, what's interesting. <clears throat> I found that the, the onset of the pandemic, I found to be liberating. Like, I was, I felt liberated um, because this horrible system was broken up or it was it was being questioned and i was fine with that because it, you know this this place never made sense to me in my in, in my entire existence i've always been initially i was uncomfortable uncomfortable in life and um as i grew in perspective i became uncomfortably comfortable uh probably in my later teenage years and then as an adult i became oddly uncomfortable <laughs> comfortable and then when the pandemic came i was liberated to be honest with you i didn't have any issues other than the you know with that in it of itself uh the challenge that i now looking back you know <clears throat> a year ago we were in uh, uh in, in alaska and it was a great trip and um i came home to my mom, Nima, who, who's, you know, my, my mom loves all you guys. Uh, I came home to her having significant health challenges and my day-to-day -day got turned upside down. And what I mean by that, my mom, when my dad died uh, 15 years ago, my mom, me and Phil found my pops. My mother came straight from DC to my crib. We were living on, uh, on Lafayette between Franklin and Clawson at the time. And she had, she stayed with her. She's been with us for, since that. She kept working for a couple more years and then she retired. And then after she retired, she was with us in the Dumbo office every day and every office we had after that. And my kids were coming to the office with their grandmother. She, as they got older and they were moving around, she still was in the office every day. Then Uncle Bobby came to the office. So we had two elders who we loved, they loved us around. But the pandemic, through the course of the pandemic, Bobby dies. And then Nima uh, became disabled where she can't uh, be left alone and she can't be here anymore. So, you know, having the challenge of waking up, having to care for my mom from a physical standpoint, um, I think that was probably my biggest mental challenge because you just you know i'm an only child i just never was prepared for that and uh you know me me and you know 
I, I just, how can I say it? Like, that's just, um, this is, it's a tough one to deal with, to see someone you, you, who's so strong um, lose their ability to take care of themselves, but their mind is still sharp, but they lose their ability to take care of themselves. It, it almost forces me, honestly, every day I think about death, um, not just from my mom, but just even my own mortality. You know, and I have children who are getting older. So on one side, I'm thinking about that. And then on the other side, I'm looking at my mom. But then I'm thinking about myself. So um, mentally, I think I'm always in a this, in this space of reflection and action. But to see people I care dearly about, and it's dearly about, and not just my mom, you guys, other people, elders that, you know, I got a, a few, you know, I, I got a, a Tony Rico and, and his, his community. You know, it's challenging. I think that's the worst part mentally for me. Um, of late, I'm not, um, nobody owes me anything. I don't owe anyone anything. Um, my, my battle, my mental battle, my journey is to be free while I'm in this realm and while I have my consciousness and to control my narrative, even under the harshest, unfortunate, happiest, sad circumstances. And as a result, I find that I, 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 as a, as a, uh, a day to day, I spend a lot of time by myself. I wake up at four five, whatever, three, I hit the road, I, um, court, jail, out of state somewhere, jail, court, office, there's usually no one in here but me, gym, I usually work out by myself. Um, Eating once a day, I'm usually by myself, unless I'm with y'all, maybe somebody, you know, around, we got something going on. Unless there's a combine meeting or me with my brothers for something or me with my, my, my family, I'm by myself all the time. And um, I think uh, that that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. I've learned how to deal with some, some things, but I also had a dad who had, um, Phil was the only one here who knew my pops well. My pops had definitely some mental challenges, um, I think, in his life that were never addressed because of you know, the community that he came from. It was just a stigma and they, they weren't equipped to deal with certain things. Even my mom to a certain degree, um, as brilliant as she is, her generation just weren't, we, we come from, as they say in these rap songs, the mud we didn't have a lot of affluence and we didn't have information being passed down. So I find myself um, being the first to deal with a lot of things. And um, I, I just deal with my mental health through reflection and um, rational thinking when I can, um, physically working out, resting, um, not taking myself too serious. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's a good question. The fuck, man? Nobody got nothing to say? Nah, man. I was talking for a good minute. Yeah, man. Was building, man. I'm just saying. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how my, my mental health is good. So are it's, you, a, it's a work are, in progress. Are you are you are you now freely back outside? Are you <laughs> are you going back outside? I never stopped going outside. I've been going outside throughout the pandemic. From day I was out, you know, from when it was just a bandana around, we was riding around on the bikes doing shit. 
Uh, I tried. I tried cases. I did murder hearings through the pandemic. I, I represented people uh, with the death penalty, riding on planes when the planes were empty to when they're crowded. Um, I've never stopped going outside. I have though, be honest with you, I never was a crowd. Like I'm the type of dude you guys feel from even when we was young. I'll go in a party, unless, you know, when I was young, unless I'm hooking up with a young lady, or at the time, maybe in a fight or something, I, 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 was out, I was in and out of these parties. I never really was someone who liked a bunch of fanfare. So I find now appreciating those moments where we were socializing out there like that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm never not going outside, actually, so. All right, well, I just want y'all to know that the, the COVID variant, BA2, is spreading. Yeah, it's spreading. It's, gonna, it's definitely going to spread. It's going to spread more. I mean, listen, we're we not in a terribly smart society, guys. We don't, you know, y'all know that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of ignorance. Not, people don't particularly read in America and in the world, I think, but, but particularly America. We don't respect science. We don't respect critical analysis and thought. Um, and it's a, a society based on consumption uh, and to not be human to, or to not put humanity first. So I'd imagine that things are going to get a lot worse. Like, I think um, this variant is here to stay. Um, and uh, I think, you know, there's, there's something going on in UK and China right now, which means it's here as well. And you got a, a mayor in our city who um, gets his intelligence from swag school um, and the real estate developers and the corporate people. So I, I think, um, I think it's going to be a shit show uh, even more than it already has been. And, um, you know, look, what, what's happened? We seen this society is okay with older people dying. <laughs> uh, once you see that, I think anything's possible. So I don't have too much hope in this place, guys. I got my, I'm, I, I have, listen, we ain't not going to discuss this boosters and science and all that other stuff, but I'm going to do what I think I need to do. I'm sure y'all going to do what y'all think y'all need to do. But as a community, we got to figure something out for these young people behind us. Man. I think it's more of an effect on their lives than even ours in a certain degree. You know, kids have missed graduations, the socialization mm -hmm. at a very important age. You know, it, I, I'm sure it's having an effect on these kids to some to some degree. Yeah, big time. All right, man. Oh, so you was just out? Didn't you go out somewhere? You seen Jay? Yeah, um, the that basketball tournament or uh, PSAL at the Barclays. How how was that like, game, by the way? Yeah, what was the vibes like? Sasha, what they was? What Sasha was? They pretty much won the whole game. They. They won. I don't know if it was a landslide because I, I left. I had, I made like three other moves that night. You know me. <laughs> I know you. I know how you be moving. Yeah, you know, man. yo, man. I'm. Hey, man. When I get old, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be old. I hope so. When I close my eyes and look back at my memories, I'm like, yo, I didn't miss a beat. I was, I was, I, I, I seen what I wanted <laughs> to see. I went where I wanted to go. You know, because at some point I'm gonna have to sit in a chair somewhere, in the corner of the house. And somebody's gonna bring me stuff. The kids ain't really go. I'm gonna be like, you know, oh, and I you know, hopefully I got my memories. 
you know what <laughs> this pandemic has shown me though? What? It's shown me how profoundly ignorant our society is. That that's the one prevailing thought that I've I've had throughout this is how profoundly ignorant this society we live in is and how how programmed we are as people. I feel like this and this is this, this is I'll leave it at that. I feel like they ain't really trying to fix nothing. So in the meantime, I'm gonna just enjoy myself because <laughs> so I'm gonna be go to Noble, right? Noble. <laughs> uh, you know me. Well, they're certainly not trying to fix anything. This is all about the management of things for the consumption and capitalist purpose. That's clear. We we know that. You know, the, we're not seeing the best ideas and the best things and the brightest and, the, and most innovative responses to any of this stuff. Um, I think that you know, I think we talked about it a long time ago. This pandemic basically showed how. American society is a house of cards waiting for the next whirlwind to, to knock everything over. And when you got all the resources and the money and the, and the people are broken, they don't have a will to want or desire for something else. We are leaving it up to uh, the, these uh, oligarchs to make, make the decisions that are of importance for our, our children's future or our children's children's future. And I, that's the most cowardice thing to live to live amongst, to be honest. I'm gonna just blame you, though. Hmm? It's, it's your fault. I'm gonna just blame you. <laughs> that's where I find my peace. Yeah, man. Look, I'm I'm just I'm just glad to be free, man. You know, is is we free? We free. Is free ain't we... easy. It don't mean fun times, but being free, I'd rather be free in this shit than. Then not, you know, we off the plantation, guys. Ain't nobody coming to save us, man. We in the foxhole, ain't no replacements, none of that shit. Load up your guns, grab your brass knuckles, grow your nails out so you can scratch eyes out and, and teach something to these people, these young people around us. Build with them, man. And be taught by them. And that's all we can do. We, this shit is it. That's it. You know, so if you know, if you, you mad you ain't get that girl you wanted, and you ain't get that Sherlin you was always hoping for, man, that shit is over, bro. You know, you ain't go to that hookah lounge, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go outside right after this, though. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, big fella. Well, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get something to eat. Back. Collect some, I'm collecting memories, Phil. I'm starting trial tomorrow. Okay. I'm starting a murder case tomorrow. Yo, man, everybody, man, happy Woman's Day, Black Woman's Day every day. Power to the sisters. Uh, power to the to the everyone holding their square down and trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, we out, man. We'll see y'all soon. Peace. Peace.